Hey, I'm Jim Woods, and welcome to the Finish Your Book Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by StoryCrafting.net. Hey, everybody. I am thrilled to be with Frank McKinley. He is an author and a writing coach. And Frank, you've had a lot of success selling uh, quite a few books. You've sold about about 28,000 books so far. That's right. I love it. 28 and counting. (laughs) Right. And you're the author of uh, one of your books was 10 Steps to Effective Leadership. You've kind of focused a bit on leadership. That's one of your favorite topics, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And I read a lot more about it several years ago. And I still write about it some now but i've shifted my focus more to just helping people sell their books absolutely now all right you're 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 in the trenches you're writing your first ever book what advice would you have for somebody who's like you know stuck they're writing it they're you know rolling along and all of a sudden you know they get that you know forbidden writer's block or project block or whatever you want to call it what would you do if you're in that if you're in that boat yeah, well, I would say it really goes back to the beginning. I would look at what my plan was for the book. And for me, I just found that having a plan in the beginning has helped me a lot when it comes to just going through the whole process of a book. And I'll give you an example of that. The first book I wrote, it's probably really available too much anymore, but I, I did plan that one, but it took me a really, really long time to do it. Um, so the second time when I wrote the books that you, you referred to, um, I looked at it sort of as a series of, of posts that I was writing along with a, a main theme, sort of similar to what you're doing in this summit here, where you're talking to you know lots of people and we're going to hammer in the same theme over and over and over. Um, but if you get stuck and, you know, it's possible even with an outline, I would just say, you know, do what you do when you write a blog post, just write about anything or just maybe write about the fact that, oh, man, I'm just so tired and I can't think of anything. You know, write about that for a while just to get the juices flowing and get the words out just so that, you know, maybe, you know, even if something's on the page, it'll inspire you to write more, you know, sort of like scheduling the muse. Well, you know, I could wait for the muse to come and or i can schedule the muse to be here from 9 a.m to 12 a.m every day and that kind of thing so really you just have to force yourself through it and just be willing to you know do something horrible you know just to get go through the motions and, and get the get the creativity flowing again and again that's fantastic now a lot of what you're talking about is really habits. It's having those writing habits, you know, like you said, showing up at a specific time. How did you form your own writing habits? You know, especially you've been, you've been in the writing game for quite a while now. How did you form your writing habits? I think it all started with me when I was a kid. Um, I wrote because it was fun, you know, and I mean, other guys were out there playing with army men and, you know, shooting each other and I'm in there writing because <laughs> for me that was an escape from life especially as a teenager you know when you're going through all these crazy things and just trying to process it all it wasn't like a really nice outlet for me to be able to just write uninhibited knowing that you know I'm the only one that's going to read this you'd call that a journal now but you know I could say whatever I wanted about anybody and nobody's going to see it and then when the end 
I'd feel better, you know, and if I felt like it, I could just throw it away and go on to the next day, you know, and process life that way. So in a sense, I sort of started a habit by doing that. Now, later, as I got to do it professionally, I found that deadlines are a great motivator to <laughs> get you to write, especially if you promised your client that, you know, hey, I'm going to have this to you by next week. You know, you better well have it next week. I may not ask you to do anything else. Or, you know, if you've got a blog post or a blog and you promised your readers, hey, I'm going to publish every week, uh, you know, you probably should at least have some consistency that reflects what you promised people. Now, I'll admit on my own blog, I haven't done that quite as well as I could have because I'm also writing on Medium every day. And I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of traction there. And, and I'll get back to the blog thing, but. But yeah, it's all, you're right. It's all about habits. You know, you just, and when you think of habits, it really starts with a, some sort of a commitment, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to write a hundred posts this year. So in order to make that happen, you got to write every day, you know, edit every other day and then that kind of thing, whatever works for you, just, you know, do it. With, within that context, it sounds like you're kind of uh, emphasizing the rhythm, figuring out your own rhythm saying, okay, write one day, edit one day, you know, figuring out a rhythm that kind of works for you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, one thing that comes to mind when you talk about writing and editing is good. It's really good if you want to produce not to do those things at the same time. Because really, you know, you're not using the same part of your brain when you're criticizing your own work as you are when you're just letting it flow. And I just have found that you know, if you edit as you go, one, it's way too slow. And then two, you'll hold back. You'll hold back stuff that you should let out and share with the world, your own unique slant on things. And, you know, you really don't want to do that. Right. That's self-censoring as you go and, you know, write a, write a sentence, delete a sentence. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah, not well, going to help you finish your book. No way, right? You're, you're no just kind of, no. you'll get stuck in the same chapter even. And I think that might be, the case for some writers where, you know, you get stuck in one scene or one chapter and, you, you know, you just keep that, that, you know, that uh, hamster wheel starts spinning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And again, okay. I, I think it just goes back to the bigger picture. I love that you kind of, you're, you're really making the plan and then your habits and your routines. It's all about supporting that plan. So a lot of it comes from that initial clarity you know, that you have to have early on. Let's say you didn't have that much. Say, let's say you have 10, 20,000 words and you're looking at it and you're just like, okay, I'm not really sure what I even have here. I, do I, I, I guess, uh, like, I guess what, where would you go from there? If you, have you ever come across an old, an old piece and it's half finished? You're like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is a long ago. In fact, it's so long, I can't even remember how long ago it was. But I wrote a story once, and I didn't plan it as well as I probably would now, you know. But I think, you know, if, you've, if you're a writer, you find yourself in that situation where you spewed out a lot of words, and you just don't know where to go next, then take a break and just sort of look at what you've got and break it down into pieces that make sense and fit into a, a template for the whole book and if you don't have a template then you can always make one or maybe another thing i would advise you to do if you're just starting out and you're in a certain niche 
Look at what people do in your niche as far as the process they use to put a book together. Um, you know, like the story structure is a pretty there's a pretty basic story structure. I just learned that uh, that is it's great. You have a hero in the story. The hero is going to face some sort of a conflict that he can't handle by himself. So he needs a guide to help him and give him a plan, but not just give him a plan, but call him to action. And then in the end, he's going to either get the treasure or he's going to avoid some kind of pain he could have been through, uh, you know, forever. And, uh, it, you know, something like that, just some sort of a structure where you can plug in what you've got and just, you know, not have to throw it all away. Maybe you have to throw away some, but hopefully there's enough there that, you know, when you've written that much, you can plug it in somewhere. You may have to rearrange it. And that's OK, because, you know, there's. You can always do whatever you want with a book before you're finished. Right. That's that's fantastic. And I I actually met with a, a, a fellow writer just a couple of days ago, and he was telling me, you know, he shelved, like, basically the editor came back and said, you know what, first half is great, second half, not so much. So he had to, like, cut it in half. And wow. I don't know about you, but, like, that actually is an inspiring story because anyone who's stuck or any – it's just part of the process. It's going yeah. to happen where you have to – it's not like it's goodbye forever. It might work again somewhere else. But it's going to happen where you have to you know, start over and you have to you know, keep pushing and you know, keep one paragraph out of five pages or something like that. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's just a part of growing as a writer. And uh, I, you can compare it to when you're a baby and you learn how to walk. You know, you don't just say, well, you know, walking's not for me. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, you just keep trying and trying and trying and trying until, I mean, you're going to fall down, you're going to bruise your knees and, you know, maybe scrape your arms. But, you know, you keep doing it because, you know, you want to walk. Right. So those are just necessary steps on the process. Yeah. And I think it's easy to assume it's failure as a writer. When you're, you know, writing lots of pages and then all these pages are, you know, getting thrown in the uh, in the dumpster, so to speak. But <laughs> the reality is you're still thinking, you're learning, you're growing versus just filling up, the, you know, filling up the waste bucket. <laughs> right, right. So I, it's, it's kind of hard to see, I think, in the in that day to day. But if you look, you know, more big picture, I think that's one thing that's encouraged me because I've. I'll be honest, even myself, that's part of why I wanted to do the summit. I was like, all right, what's, what am I missing here? What's the secret? Well, I think we're actually hitting on the secret right now for a lot of it. It's continuing to write, you know, on a regular basis, showing up. What do you do if you don't have that deadline? Do you, do you use self-imposed deadlines? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, because, as you say, it's, it's always easy to let other things in life that seem more important. And, and they're, some things are, I'm sure. But it's, it's just easy to let them crowd out what you're doing. Because, you know, if you don't give it some sort of a priority, then you're not going to do it. I mean, or you're going to take forever to do it. And then the longer you take to do it, then the more likely it is that you're not going to finish what you started. I mean, I mean it's, it's really very challenging um i kind of look at it as you know once you get started it's almost like you roll a snowball down a hill and it gets bigger and bigger as you go but you have to move the snowball in order to get things started um and you know if you let it stop then 
you lose that momentum or that inertia that you have latched onto once you get started. That's some great imagery. I totally can relate. And yeah, I totally, that makes so much sense. I just love picturing that now. And it's, yeah, it, it makes so much sense. I'm just thinking, okay, so when you're, you know, if you're stuck in your book, it's, you're really, you're, you're on that hill collecting snow, pushing a snowball, just waiting to get to the right point where you can get that momentum. Now, one thing you, you've mentioned before that, uh, in your writing approach, you're pretty, pretty consistent. Do you pretty much choose the same like time of day kind of, how do, how do you do that? Uh, well, ideally I like to write in the morning because that's quiet time and, you know, I'm probably not going to have anybody texting me in the morning, you know, and <laughs> feel bad about saying, well, sorry, I can't talk right now. Um, so I can shut all that off. Um, me and my brain is, pretty fresh in the morning although i might be sitting here doing this while i'm you know <laughs> while i'm working sure, sure. <laughs> but, but yeah yeah it's a great time and, and then and another thing too is if you have a day job or mm -hmm. then you can look at having that feeling of accomplishment before you leave the house and that is powerful really it is but you know if you you know again if you want to go back to the rhythm of how we do things, if you write better at night, then, you know, write at night. Or if you write better on your lunch break or in the middle of the afternoon, man, just, just go with it. Because, you know, you, you know yourself better than anybody else and you know what works and that's what you should do. Right. Play to your strengths. Absolutely. Completely agree. Uh, now, all right. So, once you've got that rough draft, once you have that book that you're like, okay, I think I've got most of it together. What advice do you have for, for writers in that stage? Once they've actually have, you know, the meat and potatoes of their book ready to roll, what would you do? Well, one thing I would do is if you're going to use an ex another person to edit the book, which is probably a good idea for most of us. Try to do everything you can yourself to make it easy for the editor to edit your book. Because if you don't, well, it's just like taking a pile of paper and dumping it on the desk of your accountant and say, okay, here it is. Figure it out. <laughs> you know, it's going to cost you a lot more. It's going to take longer. And, a lot more stress. You know, it's, yeah. And then editors are pressed for time just like you are. So yeah. if you want them to work for you, and ask you back again, then, you know, you need to do everything you can to make it up easy. And that way, it'll be a lot easier for them to pull out uh, the gold that's in that manuscript. So I would do that. Um, let's see. I would also make sure that I knew who the end user of the book was going to be, so I'd know what kind of marketing I'm going to do. That's one thing I, I failed to do on my book that I wrote back in 2006 is I spent a year putting the book together. But when I was done, I was like, man, I'm tired. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just not going to do anything more with this. You know? Absolutely. It's already up there. <laughs> but now, I mean, if you, you've got to really, you've got to make that a part of the plan from day one, because that's going to tell you one, if it's marketable. Uh, it also, you know, when you have a reader in mind and you're going to write it differently than you will, if you just say, you oh, know, this just seems like a good idea. I think I'll test it out, not knowing whether anybody cares. And that's that's a shame. If you're going to spend months on something, you, you want to know that at the end, people are going to buy it and enjoy it. Yeah, no, I absolutely completely agree where yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be guessing. You want to have a, at least an educated 
idea here of who your reader is. Absolutely. Once, once you've got your book, your manuscript, it's ready to go off to the editor. It sounds like, you know, a lot of those marketing pieces that you were thinking about in the earlier stages, that's when it would probably, okay, start to put them in, right? Start to yeah, focus yeah, more on that absolutely. launch. Yeah. You know, you can build some momentum for the, for the actual launch day by doing that. And, you know, once your hand, once you hand the manuscript off, you sort of technically have nothing to do, right? Right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that should be part of the plan. There are some things you can do to, you know, generate some buzz for the book, you know, while you're waiting for it to come back. And I think that's a, that's a great idea just to always have something to do to, to get to the finish line. Um, and try to, and try not if you can to have any idle time down there. Right, right. Yeah, once you step away from that book, you lose that that snowball momentum, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least the the project overall. It's okay to set aside one part and focus on another, but you know, abandoning altogether, not doing anything, I guess would be the one thing that would be a, kind of a concern, right? Yeah, I mean, if you walk away from something, then there's the possibility that you're going to lose interest in it. Well, in the meantime, you know, the longer that it gets, unless you're just scheduling in some kind of a break there. But even, you know, during tax season, back to the accountant example again, <laughs> uh, they, they spend all this time, you know, getting everybody's taxes done, getting them filed and everything. And then when it's over, they take a vacation, you know, for a week just because they're more they're worn out. But they've always got something to do right and all the way along and even in that time they're preparing people for the next time they come in so and now that's a good thing to think about too if you've got a series you want to write then you know you're always thinking ahead of what's the and i would encourage you to write a series if you can um and that doesn't always work but if, if but if you can it's just sort of like you know every fall apple comes out with a new phone and when that phone comes out, they've already decided what the next one's going to be like. Sure. Yeah, you know, because if they don't, Samsung will, and uh, they'll get left behind. So, Absolutely. That's a great point. And I know that's pretty um, something you see a lot where, you know, even if it's nonfiction, kind of like you did with your leadership series, um, you know, or fiction, it doesn't really matter. Keep them wanting more. <laughs> Keep having yeah. something available. Exactly. Now, this is uh, – this is a day-to-day -day question here. So this question might have a different answer if I ask you this tomorrow. But what right now is jumping at you? You're like, okay, this is really helping me as a writer. Like, what is helping you right now? Well, that's interesting that you ask that because I'm writing on Medium okay. almost every day. Yeah. And uh, I was, I've been using a template to write blog posts with for years now. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to – mix it up a little bit just see what happens uh -huh. um, you know i got some i got some response and it was good but i actually found that it was better when i used the old template so <laughs> i just thought you know what now i know i'm now just going to stick with what works and just keep doing that and you know there's freedom within that template of course to uh, you know write whatever it is you want and sure. that's the beauty of it and yeah. that's why i like it so that's that's what works for me right now. And as far as I know, it's going to work for me tomorrow too. <laughs> all right. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much for your time, Frank. I'm really excited uh, to see how all of your wisdom can inspire all these other writers. And hopefully we can, uh, you know, start some momentum snowballs ourselves here with this conversation and help some other folks finish their books.
No, absolutely, yeah. I'm looking for great things to come out of this. Thanks for listening to the Finish Your Book Podcast. If you'd like some help with your book, whether you're starting or finishing or no matter where you are right now, you can go to storycrafting.net slash finish. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you 